Get your stuff. Let's go. Mr. Wise Guy here has taken upon himself to go to the gymnasium. I'm sorry to inform you, you're going to be without his services for the rest of the day. B-O-O-H-O-O. Everything's a big joke, huh, Bender? The false alarm you pulled Friday. False alarms are really funny, aren't they? What if your home, what if your family, what if your dope was on fire? Impossible, sir. It's in Johnson's underwear. <laughs> oh, you think he's funny? You think this is cute? You think he's bitching? Is that it? Let me tell you something. Look at him. He's a bum. You want to see something funny? You go visit John Bender in five years. You'll see how goddamn funny he is. What's the matter, John? You're going to cry? Let's go. Hey, keep your fucking hands off me. I expect better manners from you, dick. For better hallway vision. the last time, Bender. That's the last time you ever make me look bad in front of those kids. Do you hear me? I make $31,000 a year and I've got a home and I'm not about to throw it away on some punk like you. But someday, man, someday, when you're out of here and you've forgotten all about this place and they've forgotten all about you and you're wrapped up in your own pathetic life, I'm going to be there. That's right. And I'm going to kick the living shit out of you, man. I'm going to knock your dick in the dirt. You threatening me? What are you going to do about it? You think anybody's going to believe you? You think anybody is going to take your word over mine? I'm a man of respect around here. They love me around here. I'm a swell guy. You're a lion sack of shit. And everybody knows it. Oh, you're a tough guy. Hey, hey. Get on your feet, pal. Let's find out how tough you are. I want to know right now how tough you are. Come on, I'll give you the first punch. Let's go. Come on, right here. Just take the first shot, please. I'm begging you. Take a shot right here. Come on. Just take one shot. That's all I need. Just one swing. go what's going on everybody welcome to this level of all up in your geek the best hour of your week you're welcome and with me as always money here hey yo i'm live you're on tape delay the mother sh and this is flash rodman flying blind on a rocket cycle Engaged in ninja bitch mode. And this is Lou, aka Puerto Rican Judo. Coming to you live from a very hot and almost falling apart all up in your geek studio. <laughs> and with that, let's geek up. Settle up your horses. So, email. Here's the mail, it never fails It makes me wanna wag my tail When it comes, I wanna will yeah. 
Giles? Oh, yeah. What's up, All Up In Your Geek? I know exactly how you guys feel with video games being different than interactive movies. I'm not so sure I see things as divided as you guys do, but there's definitely a difference between the two. The games I grew up playing in the 90s and the games I enjoy playing today are very different. For me, it's been a welcomed evolution. A game like The Last of Us could not have been done 20 to 30 years ago, so I appreciate how far we've come. I can't quite agree with how money sees things, but whatever floats your boat, of course. As far as I'm concerned, it's a one-sided debate. Hashtag, The Last of Us is better than The Past of Us. Ooh! Yeah, very very clever name there, friend. The Past of Us. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, I, I think we do agree, though. Whatever floats your boat. I mean, I'm fine with The Last of Us. I'm fine with interactive movies. I don't think they're better than or worse than the stuff we grew up playing in the 80s and 90s. Mm -hmm. I just think they're different. And that was really the point that I was trying to drive home was that a game like Cubert or Donkey Kong Jr. really isn't apples to apples when you're comparing it to a game like The Last of Us. Right. Right. So that was my only point. And, and like I said, you're saying we don't agree, but I think we do. No, I, I definitely think that we do. I think the only difference is that uh, while you're okay with it, you prefer the way things were, which isn't bad. You're still playing it. Um, mm -hmm. But it is what it is. There's different type of games and different type of interactiveness and different type of uh, experiences with each game. And, you know, I, I think there are games that you guys would play that I won't, like Final Fantasy Tactics. <laughs> um, you know, but yeah, I didn't, I did not get the feeling walking away from that conversation that we were completely in disagreement. Mm -hmm. No, and yeah, I think I would have to, you know, also agree with that notion. And, you know, for as much as we shit on a lot of what's going on in the video game industry today, the one thing that is, I think a positive is that there really is such, you know, variety in video games now because mm -hmm. you where you can have something like a last of us and you could have something like dead cells like all these things can exist at the same time so i mean unless you're like an asshole i think you could find you know something you know that speaks <laughs> to you to whatever your game tastes are yeah i definitely think there's something for everybody you know and and to like one thing you don't necessarily have to dislike something else those two things are not mutually exclusive you can like something and not dislike the last of us you know i love cubert i love donkey kong jr and the last of us is fine and i can appreciate what it is i just don't think it's molded towards somebody like me that's all right yeah that's fair well thank you for the email the past of us and i loved your name that was awesome yeah that was good stuff okay well this segment of All Up In Your Geek is brought to you by the new novel, To Conquer a Mountain by R.S. Danker, the dramatic story of one man's road to the redemption. Available now at Amazon.com. Oh, shit. We're moving up. We got book sponsorships now? Hell yeah. Hell yeah is right. We are for real. So, gentlemen, have you heard the word? The bird is the word, but have you heard <laughs> that they are likely increasing standard video game prices with the new generation to $70 per game? Yes. I read that during the week. 
and uh, yeah. Big news oh. ends 15 years of $60 games. Mm-hmm. It's a good run. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just too much. I, I really do. I, I think 60 is too much, to be <laughs> honest. I've been buying games for $20 for the past few years. Mm-hmm. And spending a full MSRP of $59.99 to me just seems outrageous. $69.99? I mean, Jesus Christ, unless they're planning on pricing the consoles so below their cost and making up for it with more expensive games, I don't think I can get on board. I did not read anything that said they were going to uh, lower the price of the console or anything. I don't Mm -hmm. know if the standard jump from one generation to the other is a $10 increase. It doesn't sound like a lot when you say a $10 increase, but a $10 increase from 60 to 70, you know, when you put it that way, does sound a lot. And I cringed a little bit when I read it. Um, But I mean, back with the Super Nintendo, wasn't their titles that were upwards of eighty, ninety dollars back then too. So I mean Yes, there was. The Street Fighter Two <laughs> retailing sixty nine ninety nine. Right. And I paid it. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I don't I don't know if this is a surprise to me. I was just I guess I just wasn't ready to read it. Because <laughs> yeah. it felt like right. I got punched in the stomach. Right. <laughs> yeah. Look, it's not the $10. Nobody's not going to be able to pay their mortgage next month because they spend an extra $10 per game. Right. To me, it's just the increasing cost or costs where I don't think they're incurring any greater expense to produce these games. I I kind of agree with you. I just don't know if that's true or not. I don't know how much more it costs to develop a... PS5 game versus a PS4 game or an Xbox One X game versus an Xbox Series X game. I don't know what the difference is. Um, And I'm going to assume that it's a minimal difference if you are, if at least for the Xbox, you can buy the Xbox One X version and upgrade for for the price of free to the most recent graphical upgrade to the new one. If they're giving that away for free, then what is the cost really? Well, Activision was the last company to jump prices to $59.99 for Call of Duty 2. And what's that, PS2? Yeah, I believe so. so. So you can't sell to me that there's been no increase in the cost of producing a game between Call of Duty 2 and now. Well, what was the right? What was that price difference? I believe it was forty nine ninety nine before that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Games were fifty dollars. For... I, I remember. I remember at least during the PS one era that the games were like thirty bucks, if that. And I think that might have been no. the most expensive. No, no, no. 
No, no, they were they were fifty dollars, and I think even going back to NES, they were like new games were like fifty dollars. Yeah, well, I remember I remember a lot of cartridge based games that were way fucking overpriced. Like Super Mario Brothers three was almost hundred and fifty bucks at one point because you couldn't fucking find it anywhere. Yeah, oh. but that but that wasn't Nintendo. I mean, that, that yeah, was like retailers and scalpers jacking right. it up. Because I thought That's the same thing too with Legend of Zelda because. You know, my mom had to go to fucking Crazy Eddie's to get it, and she paid like 80 bucks for that shit. It's Crazy Eddie's greatest stereo sale ever. Get anything and everything in stereo equipment. Get it all now during Crazy Eddie's greatest stereo sale ever. Crazy Eddie, his prices are insane. But that's Crazy Eddie. That wasn't Nintendo. Right. Well, he is one crazy son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, I Listen, $10 is not that much. You're right. Mm -hmm. um, but I need to know whether or not that $10 is really going to make that much a difference. Or maybe in the case of Xbox, because they're giving away that graphical that graphical upgrade for free, if you choose to buy the Xbox Series X one, then you are paying that extra $10, I guess, for whatever that upgrade is. Maybe the upgrade cost is $10. But for that, what? I'd rather buy the digital copy on my Xbox One S and then just upgrade the shit for free if it's going to get upgraded because that's not going to be eligible for all titles. Right. Well, I think my issue is the console is going to be more expensive. And then we're paying $10 more per game. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're going to have 25, 30 games over the lifetime of a console, if not more. Right. So there's another 300 bucks on top of the $100, $150 you're paying more for the console. And I just think there needs to be some standard because then they're going to start charging more for internet. And where do you draw the line? It's just, I, I get it. Inflation, things get more expensive. I understand that. But we're not talking about incremental increases. It's not like it goes up 50 cents a year or a dollar a year or something like that. It's just no change, no change, no change for 15 years. Yeah. And then one-sixth of the price, we're going to jack it up. Well, I mean, they're giving you your whatever amount increase in between years all up front. It's like tolls also. It's not like tolls go up every month or every year, you know, out of the blue at the beginning of a fiscal year. They just say, you know what, to get into New York City over to GW, you got to pay 20 bucks. I get that. You know, but wouldn't be acceptable to me if I was paying $60 a video game for mm -hmm. 30 years. Mm hmm. And then in that 31st year, they said, hey, well, you know what? Guess what? We haven't increased prices in a while. So we're going to make up for that. And instead of $60 a year, it's going to be $130. I, I think that seems to be what they do across the board in a lot of ways. Okay, but that's not acceptable to me. They can do it. Of course they can do it. I don't think they're not going to do it because I don't like it. But I don't have to be okay with it. No, I, I don't think anybody's okay with it. But I think this was just an expected, for me anyway, it was expected. I wasn't happy about it either. But yeah, you know, no, I mean, I, I think I, I think I would agree with that. Um, yeah, I'm not really surprised. Like, uh, you know, it sucks and I'm not, look, I'm not for it, but at the same time, I'm like, okay. I mean, could, couldn't you, when, couldn't you maybe theorize too that, I mean, because I mean, if you look at the way video games were made back in the day, they had pretty much small teams of guys working, working on fucking games. Now you got like pretty much like Hollywood movie right. level. Yeah. I mean, look, not for all games. But like something like a Call of Duty, something like mm -hmm. an Uncharted, something like a Last of Us, you pretty much have movie level crews sure. working on this. So, so I think a fair argument can be made that this, you know, that shit costs more to make. You know what I mean? And could you maybe theorize that they wanted, perhaps wanted to do this increase a while back, but were kind of put it off for the new console generation because that's a good excuse to like tack it on? 
You know what? I don't even think that that's the excuse. I don't think that they were able to jack up the prices more because they've had teams like this for quite some time. I don't think that they've been able to jack up the price like this or the way that they wanted to because a lot of these companies were putting games out that were failing at launch, that were having issues, that were you know, having whatever issue it was. And it may not be that many games, but there's enough so that, you know, a Fallout 76 released and then people are like, well, now we can't fucking, you know, change the prices because they're going to be like, well, look what happened to Fallout 76. What the fuck are your developers doing? What are your team of fucking, you know, motion caption or whatever, or capture or whatever the hell it is you're doing? What exactly are they doing that my $60 is making my game freeze when I jump? <laughs> Okay, yeah. well, you know what? You want to charge me 17% more for a video game? Then I want my video game to be 17% better. I think that is a fair ask. Denied. Can't do it. Make a- <laughs> Denied. <laughs> we'll put in 17% more bugs and game crashing glitches. See, and 17% more microtransaction. <laughs> See, I would, I would say that that's... I would say that that's a fair argument if video games in general were not subjective. What might be a 17% increase to me may not be a 17% increase to you. Right. Um, so I, I don't know if, I don't know if that's a fair comparison. I don't think that you're wrong for saying that because you're right. If you're going to jack up these prices, we better not have any of the bugs that we had, not just in this current generation, but towards the end of this current generation where the games are supposed to be at peak. You know, a game like fucking Fallout 76, guess what? That shit is going to be free on Xbox fucking Game Pass soon. Yeah. You know, so we we can't have that shit. Like, if you're going to charge an extra $10, get your shit together. I understand that there are technological issues. I understand that shit happens. I get it. But shit should not be happening every major release. Yeah. Agreed. We all knew it was coming at some point. Ten dollars might be a little steep. I think they probably could have gotten away with five. I think I would have been okay with that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Ten. It seems like a lot. It seems mm-hmm. like a lot for a lot of games that I've played on the PS4 that haven't been worth twenty dollars. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the first jump, the first jump was from fifty to sixty, and that was a ten dollar jump, and they've right. been sixty for quite some time. So, you know, moving into these quote unquote high power, high powered systems, you know, okay, $10 is, is I don't what think I, I think, I, I don't know if this is true. It's just my, you know, my processing of it. They're looking at it as $10 was the last standard increase. So fuck it. We're just going to do the same thing. People right. bought I it anyway. That, I don't think that's fair. I think we're living in a time right now today where we are trying to right a lot of the wrongs from our past mm-hmm. and a price increase is one of them. So take the $10 increase that we've always seen from 40 to 50, from 50 to 60, now from 60 to 70 and cut that shit in half. Do us a solid. I don't, I, I would agree. I don't think $5 would have, I wouldn't have batted an eye at $5. I'm like, Oh, that's a reservation. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't give a shit. Um, I don't know. I, I think, I think there's an argument to be made for the $5. And I think that if people who do all of this, you know, I want 
I want the last three Star Wars movies to go away, or I want Sonic <laughs> yes. redone, or I want this redone, I want this ending redone, fuck all this shit. If they get on their boxes and start fucking preaching, maybe that's something that can change too. I don't know. But, at least from an Xbox perspective and being an Xbox guy, I'd much rather pay $60 and get the upgrade potentially than, you know, kick up another $10 for a game that I'm probably not going to play until a year after I buy it. Right. Because <laughs> my backlog is ridiculous. And you know right. what? I don't know that we can see a 17% increase off of our current generation. What do you Legitimate. mean? Legitimate. With graphics, with sound, just the quality of a game. I think it's that's a huge jump. And I don't think we're going to see that probably at all in this generation, but certainly not right away. Well, Derek, have you seen Skater XL3? (laughs) (laughs) You tell, you look at that game and then tell me you don't see a 17% jump in quality. The tricks in that game are so realistic that you fall through the floor. (laughs) That's right, baby. (laughs) This is high tech shit. I'll stick to my skater die. You guys have fun with Skater XL3. I choose die. <laughs> I think I think 17% for this generation is definitely not doable. For the next generation, it depends on what you're looking for. We've already seen, you know, the different levels of shading or, you know, whatever they're doing. And it does look impressive. And at least from the PS5's perspective, they're talking about cutting down the load time from... A, by seven seconds because right now it's they're saying it's like eight they're trying to cut it to one or one and a half or whatever number it is if they can cut that load time like that so that the game is just seamless throughout for some people that might be enough to do sure. that but again this is not the games it's not the software that's doing that mm-hmm. this is the hardware right. that's doing it and but i think that's what, the problem yeah you're right because from what i've seen the hardware, at least, you know, the PS5 is going to be, what did they say, like 450 or 470 something like that? I've heard, I've heard their cost is somewhere in that range. Right. So, I mean, it's going to be slightly less, and you're going to have two different models, and depending on which model you take, it's going to be cheaper. But the hardware is doing that shit, not the software. Right. Yeah. Right. I just don't know. I think... I think maybe, maybe we've strayed too far from the industry we once knew where there was one gray box and everybody had the same one and they all played the same games at the same rate, the same frame rates. Everybody's cartridges froze the same amount. Everybody blew into their cartridges the same amount. I just don't know. I'm not sure that, like the past of us said, I'm not sure that the the jump, the 30-year jump is necessarily a good thing across the board. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, even if we're buying different boxes, like if you get the PS5 that's Mm -hmm. digital and Bob gets the PS5 with the optic drive or with with the CD drive or whatever they're going to call it, it's not not a performance thing. You know, it's got the same hardware on the inside of it minus just a CD drive. That's not going to make a difference. It's still going to be the same system. You know, I'll believe it when I see it. Fair. Well, I mean, for me, at the end of the day, it's it's moot because when when the games jump from fifty to sixty, I I really that's when I just realized I came to the realization that 
you know, if you wait six months or something, I mean, that shit cuts in half. You wait another six months, it's down to 20 bucks. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and that's really when I switched to, you know, 20 buck and under guy. And I'm at the fucking point now where even like 20 bucks is like too much. I'm like at the $10 and under kind of guy right now. So, you know, they can make it 70, 80, 100, 50, 75, 32, and 33 and third percent chance of sacrifice. The numbers don't lie. And they spell disaster for you as sacrifice. Whatever you want to make your game, it doesn't matter. Because, you know, I don't start looking at it until it's 20 or under. And yeah, that's that. I I agree, Bob. The numbers don't lie. That's right. Yeah, you That's know, right. with the with the number of games that I have now, I just don't think seventy dollars is alluring to me to upgrade to new hardware. And you know, that's just what it is. I'd rather play what I have and finish what I have and buy whatever from last generation that I didn't play cheaper and get through that and wait for the price drop on the new hardware. And the new games, because the new, the newer generation games don't drop that fast. Even six months down the road, they're still gonna be seventy bucks, because mm -hmm. you know not everybody's gonna have that console yet, or they're not gonna hit whatever sales goal it is that they have in order for that for them to achieve those type of price drops. But I'm I'm more than satisfied waiting. I'm in no fucking rush whatsoever to go to any store to stand online with a fucking mask on and buy anything. So Agreed. in order to get me out of my house to upgrade my shit, you really got to pull me in. Yeah. And a $70 price point and a $450 system or a $500 system is not worth me risking the fucking T-virus. I agree. Sir, <laughs> sir, would you like the extended warranty for your system? <laughs> sir, <laughs> sir, can I get you the strategy guide with your game? <laughs> now if they do some cool bundles and leave it at the same price like if they bundle two like two sony puts you know two good exclusives with a ps5 bundle at 450 maybe i'll order it online <laughs> so it gets shipped <laughs> to my house well yeah i'm definitely waiting yeah i'm I, i'm in no rush and that kind of put me in a place where i was like eh, i don't know yeah agreed I plan on playing chicken with the next uh, console generation. I want to see how long I can hold out. I'm going to say, how long? How long can I wait? I mean, that's I, my plan. I held out pretty long for um, for an Xbox One. You yeah. Know, I didn't buy it at release. I got it, I think, at least a year, maybe a little longer than a year after it released. I wasn't, I wasn't about to drop that money. I was still having fun with my 360. I didn't need it. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. And that's how I feel with the current generation. Like, I'm still enjoying it. I'm still having fun with it. And a lot of the games I'm playing are slightly dated. Not too old, but mm -hmm. a few years. Yeah, exactly. I just, I'm playing this uh, on my PS4 now. I tried it. I bought it on sale a few weeks ago, and I just tried it out. Like, the first two levels, this uh, Mask of the Ninja remastered okay. or something like that. Oh, that's, right. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, I think I tried that. Yeah, it's not bad. Ten bucks. Can't beat it. Exactly. Yeah. Can't beat that I think, one. I think you're overpaid. <laughs> I think I got it for $7.99. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. Some of my favorite video game experiences of all time have been on the PlayStation 4, mm -hmm. and none of them have cost me more than $20. Right. Not one of them. Hollow Knight, Talos Principle, The Witness, all $19.99 and under. 
Mm-hmm. No, I, I get I don't disagree. I Some of the... I've had some of my best experiences on both systems with some very good AAA titles that I did pay $60 for, but I've had equally as good experiences with games that I paid $4.99 for. Yeah. You know? And and I think that's the beauty of the uh, of video gaming now. It, it doesn't yeah. matter. You can buy a $5 game and it's just as good as a $60 game. Yeah, you know, sometimes it's the hunt that gets it for me. You know, that does it for me. That just running out and buying this $60 game that everybody loves and you're inevitably going to be disappointed in because it's not going to live up to the hype. Right. Whereas you can search through the store and look at the games that are on sale or on clearance for four ninety nine or nine ninety nine or even nineteen ninety nine. Right. And when you find that game that you've never heard of, and you're like, "Holy shit, this is incredible!" That yeah. to me is a better experience. And I, I keep going back to it, but playing through the witness, not only loving the game, but knowing before it came out, like I could see that I was going to be interested in it. And then I just, you know, I was involved in something else and it came out, it snuck past me and then boom, it popped up on my screen one day and it was like, oh, 20 bucks. Yeah, fuck it. I, I remember this. I wanted to play this. Right. And then it blew me away exactly the way I thought it would when I first saw it pre-release. And just that whole experience was to me better than the midnight release for fifty nine ninety nine, that doesn't live up to the hype. Mm-hmm. Are you telling me that was better than the release of Brute Force for the original Xbox? <laughs> Are you telling me that that's better than the release of State of Emergency for the PS2? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still maintain I, I enjoyed State of Emergency, the first one. So did I, but it was crap. It it was. I enjoyed it for what it was, um, but it was it, it was a disappointment. It just turned out to be fun. Yeah, agreed. And was- I stand and I stand by my assessment that my returning of that game to get a Game Boy Advance was one of the best decisions <laughs> I ever made. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I I would not disagree. That that's a good move right there. So, um. Yeah, I I agree with you on on this price drop, like I uh, price increase. I'm sorry, I I wasn't surprised, but it's certainly it's certainly a turnoff. Yeah, Duke, what say you? Get that crap out of here! Indeed, straight sounds, to the compactor. Sounds about yeah. right to me. All right, gentlemen, this is the part of the show where I want to inform all our listeners that. This is the time you want to put your phone down. You want to go to the bathroom. You want to take a break. Because <laughs> Bob's got a shit ton of stuff to talk about. And no one's going to be interested in it. <laughs> so, so I want to start out. Now, you're going to say, what the fuck are you talking about? Why are you talking about this? But there is there is a point to what I'm going to briefly mention now. To what I want to get to shortly after. Okay. Now, on this show... I think about a, maybe a year ago, um, I talked about the Neo Geo Mini, arcade mini. Yes. You guys remember, remember that one? Yep. Okay. And I was really excited about that um, because I was a big Neo Geo fan. And, you know, it was coming out as a mini console, but it was like a little arcade machine. It had like a stick and everything. It was going to have like 42 games on it. Uh, but it was releasing 
at a price point of about about $110, $120. And when it came out, uh, you know, the initial reviews were kind of mixed. Um, there were some issues with the video out. Uh, also, the the joystick uh, didn't have micro switches. It was just an analog. Uh, so, you know, when I heard those little bit of mixed reviews, I, I said to myself, you know, let me let me hold off, you know, because it just seemed like it was going to be a little too pricey for for what you were getting. So, you know, fast forward to about now, uh, Amazon Amazon had them on sale for twenty nine ninety nine. Wow. Yes. Gentlemen, I pulled the trigger on that shit. Wait yeah. a minute. Hold on a second. Yeah. It dropped from what to twenty nine ninety nine? To I be, what something like hundred and ten to hundred and twenty dollars <laughs> to twenty nine ninety nine. Holy <laughs> okay. shit. That's yes. wild. So I, I I bought it. I bought it. Please hold. Lou, I have a feeling he's gonna tell us he paid way too much. <laughs> <laughs> you might be right. So, um, I'm back. No, so you know what? I, I've had it for a few weeks now, mm-hmm. and and uh, this is good. This is a visual, so the people listening in the audio, this is going to work perfectly. <laughs> but but this is the box. The reason why I grabbed it is because you know I, I just want to make sure. Oh right, yeah, I had about 40 games on it, and you know, and I spent some time with it. And I have to say, for 29.99, look, it's still a good deal. It's still a good deal. It's it's really it's not a bad system. I, I really have three major issues with it. Okay. Uh, number one, the the video out does kind of suck because they only really gave you two options. So one is like a is is the pixels, you know, but there is only somebody smeared Vaseline over your screen. Okay. <laughs> so that's choice number one. Then what's choice the, number what's two. What's the problem? I don't understand. What's the there's problem? There's no problem. There's no problem. You know, you just, you know, you smear Vaseline and KY jelly over your screen and that's what it looks like. Um, the other option for the video out is like they put, is this filter where it kind of, it smooths out all the jaggies, but it gives it like a weird kind of look. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you know, it's this weird kind of smoothed out, Look, and which I kind of, after a while, I kind of get used to it, but but people who are used to, like, the regular pixels would probably not like that, okay? So, I mean, that's problem number one. Uh, problem number two is the, the the tiny screen that you play it on is, it's cool. It looks really nice. It's very small, though, but when you're using the joystick, mm-hmm. I mean, for fighting games, forget it. I might as well stick the joystick up my ass and just play with my asshole um, because that's the level of, you know, of moves you're going to get. So, uh, right. So playing with the, with the joystick for fighting games is not good. Well, it's hold not on. But is, is so it, they sold extra. Bob, yeah. is it that it's not responsive, that the joystick is not responsive? Right. That's the thing because it's, it's it, they didn't do the micro switches, which is kind of, retarded because on the neo geo their pocket system their neo geo pocket color their portable system was a portable system they had a tiny thumbstick micro switches it's one of the best portable joysticks i've ever played with in my life and they made it they made their cd system with regular controllers uh for the neo geo back in the day and those controllers had micro switches in it and it was an awesome controller so they made the joystick for this and it's just like an analog stick and the, the problem is the travel loop the mm-hmm. travel uh, when you're using it for for moves it's 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 like it's not 
you know, you go to do like a fireball motion and it's, it's like, you really gotta like, you know, and it's the, the, the travel distance on it is not good. Right. Okay. So, right. So they, they sold those spare controllers, uh, without the micro switches for this, but I said, fuck that. And I got a, an adapter that lets me use basically my, my PS3 controller. And with that setup, fine. It's it, that setup is fine. So that's good. But that was the other thing that wasn't good. The other thing that I thought was a weird choice, and and I guess I just looked overlooked it at the time. The games that are on here are actually the um, the home system, the Neo Geo home system. The, I guess the uh, it was the AES or the MBS, but the home one ports. Now, if you're somebody who likes a fucking challenge, that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but um, because basically all, these are arcade games with limited lives and limited continues. Wow. And uh, and I realized shortly after playing, I was like, oh, shit. Like, you know, I got the level, you know, stage five and I was out of fucking continues. And I'm like, what is this? Because normally when you play it on an emulator or whatever, you just you, know, you put in infinite continues and you get to the end of the game. Mm-hmm. So. um. Despite those three things, I still think for $29.99 to have 40 Neo Geo games, I still think it's worth it. Even even if you just put this thing on your shelf and use it as a paperweight, mm-hmm. for $30, I can't really fault it. Now, why did I just waste 10 minutes of your time talking about the Neo Geo Mini? <laughs> it's a good question. The answer is, the answer is, Sega, after laying the biggest turd at their 60th anniversary announcement with that stupid cloud system and that stupid uh, tiny microscopic game gear has finally finally answered my prayers. Gentlemen, to actually celebrate their 60th anniversary, Sega has announced the Astro City Mini Arcade Console. I will say it again. What? Sega has announced the Astro City Mini Arcade Console. I will take your silence as your enthusiasm being equal to mine at this monumental announcement. Can you explain what the fuck that is? <laughs> no, it speaks for itself. <laughs> no, Bob, I will. Bob, yeah. the crickets need to know. Right. <laughs> I, I know, that's why I told you guys, go to the bathroom, make a ham sandwich, do your laundry. <laughs> We're going to be here a while. That's funny. So, so okay. So what this is, uh, so they're releasing basically a similar similar mini arcade unit Mm -hmm. okay and it's modeled after the astro city uh arcade cabinets which are in japan uh and they're pretty famous for being really cool uh really good high quality arcade cabinets so it's it's got this really cool you know white and green aesthetic and so what makes this special basically um the games that they they said are on this are looking really fucking great. So it's supposed to have 36 games. They've only released 10 games as of yesterday, but here's the thing. These are arcade games. And some of these arcade games have never been released ever. 
at home. Right. At home. Okay. So this is really fucking cool. Does it have a um, list of the games? Yeah. So um. So again, they only released ten out of the thirty-six. Okay. But uh, first of all, and the, and the, the unit itself looks really fucking cool, guys. I mean, if you, I don't know if you care or if you want to pull it up or whatever but it's it's really cool it's white it has green buttons with a, a really nice joystick with the with the six button street fighter layout and here's the thing here's why i, I bring it up and here's why i talked about the other thing hold, All on, mistakes. hold, hold on bob yeah what's it called again i want to look at a picture of it and i wasn't listening to you up to this point. okay <laughs> nobody's listening to me Derek. so it's the astro bob. city mini bob i wish you could see the look of of just disconcern on Money's face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. He, I can see the glare in his eye through the fucking monitor. <laughs> right. I, I know, because I, I, I was really waiting to hear snoring sounds because I was going to put him to sleep <laughs> in a moment. <laughs> well, I'm looking at the, um, I'm looking at pictures of this Astro City, arca- I, I guess it's a mini arcade cabinet, right? Yes, yes. It, and it's, it it's, it's going to cool. be about the same size you know, it's about seven inches high. Um, I think it's about five inches deep or something like that. Right. You know, about the same size as the as the Neo Geo one. But but here's why I'm making a big deal about this is, you know, this it has the six button you know fighting game layout with the joystick. But here's the thing: I all the mistakes that fucking Neo Geo made with theirs, Sega is like addressing them, which is really cool. So their arcade stick, guess what? It's got the freaking micro switches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's gonna be perfect for fighting games well hold on and, a second but i'm yeah. sorry before you continue and just looking at the design though of of what i'm looking at it yeah. only it only has one set of joysticks yes and um but it's actually got two usb ports in the back ah. so you can plug in extra controllers and if you i don't know the i'm actually on uh a different site that because they also showed they're going to be selling a, a second controller um, that you could buy um, an extra control pad, which looks which looks pretty cool. I mean, for yeah. another twenty five bucks or whatever, um, that you could get. I'm pretty sure, and I'm hoping, I'm praying, Derek, praying that it will be compatible with my Sega Saturn USB controllers, because then we'd really be talking. Well, you know what? I have a picture of it here, and it does look pretty pretty decent, pretty badass. Yes. But my initial thought was, ooh, that's a bit tiny. However, it yeah. does have an HDMI port. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, sorry, yeah. I was getting to that. So, you know, like the Neo Geo Mini, it also has the HDMI out. So, you know, it's it's basically going to be like the same kind of deal, like a mini console that you could hook up to your TV. You could plug the, you know, the two controllers in and, you know, you can have a good time that way. So you're not kind of forced to, you know, play in the little mini arcade cabinet, which you can. Mm-hmm. It's also going to have lights and stuff leds and light up just like the real one did which i thought was cool that is they're also working with the same guy who developed the real arcade cabinets is helping with this it's going to have like high quality parts um a nice screen and everything so yes i mean like i'm saying all the things that sucked about the other one it looks like they're addressing here but the whole reason why i kind of you know uh you know shit my bloomers when i heard it is that um the the game list so far with the exception of of one and a half games that that are kind of like yeah is looking pretty fucking awesome so so as the 10 games that they've they've announced and i have to stress these are the arcade versions okay Okay. so because you know you're gonna hear this i'm like wait a minute what didn't we get all this shit on the you know the genesis one already but it's like no you haven't because these are the arcade versions which are better versions really so 
Um, it's going to have Alien Syndrome, um, which which is a, a pretty cool top-down, you know, almost like, uh, you know, a Kari Warriors kind of yeah. style game. That was a really you know, good arcade game. Yeah. It was. It's actually a really, really fun game. Um, and it's sort of almost like an Aliens, but right. good stuff. Mm-hmm. Another one, um, the next one is uh, Alien Storm, which is oh, wow. pretty much Golden Axe with fighting aliens. Yeah. So it's a fun, another fun, you know, two-player, almost beat-em-up style kind of game. And again, this is the arcade version, which is, you know, way better than, you know, the Genesis version we got. Mm-hmm. We're also getting Golden Axe arcade version. So, you know, it's going to, nice. you know, better graphics, better music. Exactly. Yep. Now, here's one of the, here's one of the, the ones that are sold me. Golden Axe 2, Revenge of Death Adder. Yep. Now, Exactly. And and I talked about this one not too long ago because, you know, the one up arcade machine was going to have it. And that was like, hey, the first time we were getting it released outside of the arcade. Well, here it is again. But now you can get it, you know, pretty much a home port uh, and not on a machine that's going to take up, you know, half your basement. So, I mean, this this game's huge. I mean, if uh, I'm a beat em up fan, I'm a Golden Axe fan. You know, this is one of the best ones they've ever made. You know, it was a, a sin that we that we never had a home port of it now we get a home port of it mm-hmm. very fucking cool yeah you know next game all right you know it's columns too okay oh, look they can't Jesus all be winners Christ. um <laughs> but uh the next one is another one uh that was never released uh at home it's called dark edge and it's a really trippy kind of game it's it's a 3d fighter mm-hmm. with like 2d sprites huh. and it's kind of crazy I've seen video. I've ever, I don't think I've ever played it. No, most people haven't. <laughs> I don't even think I've played it, how but I watched old, video. How old is it? Uh, you know what? I, I would probably say, you know, maybe mid nineties. Um, uh, okay. If I had a guess. That might, that might be why. I mean, I'm an, I'm an arcade kid. I played a lot of arcades, you know, when I was a kid in the Bronx. And then when we moved out to New Jersey, in Parambas, yeah. they had um, Sports World, and it was just one big fucking arcade with yes. tons of shit, and they had laser tag and all kind of other stuff, and they had everything there, but that does not sound familiar. Yeah, you no, know? I look, I mean, few people went to the arcade more than me, and I mean, I played tons of shit, ton, mm-hmm. and even tons of obscure shit, mm-hmm. and I didn't even know what the hell that game was. 1992, so, it released. 92. Okay, all right, all right. I wasn't far off. But it's it's a trippy game. I don't even know if it's a good game. It might suck, but it's it's really kind of cool what they were t- attempting to do because, like I said, it's a three D fighting game with like two D sprites, and they kind of scale and rotate. And mm-hmm. from a technical level, it it's kind of impressive what they were trying to pull off. But I think just the fact that you know it's a game, it's an obscure game that like you know nobody's really played, yeah. and it's available here on this on this console is pretty cool. Nice. Um, the next game is one that's a weird one: puzzle and action. <laughs> Tant R, right? Um, but I watched some video. It it looks like um, Sega's version of WarioWare. It's like a bunch of crazy mini mini games that just kind of pop up. Okay. You know, again, whatever. Right. You know, it is what it is. I do like um, WarioWare. Yeah. Hey, it would probably be worth you know a one playthrough at least. <laughs> uh, next one is uh, Fantasy Zone. I mean, come awesome. on. Awesome, awesome, yeah. awesome yeah. game awesome yeah. game and again this this will be the arcade version so it's gonna have you know really nice graphics really good music good stuff uh that we also was one, that was one of the first games that i ever 
became obsessed with. Yeah. Just the graphics, the music, you know, how bright it was, the sprites, the gameplay. What an awesome game. I 100% agree. I I was never so pleasantly surprised by a game. When I picked up my Master System, I grabbed that game, like, Mm -hmm. on a a fluke. I was like, all right, I guess I'll get this. And I was loving every minute of that game. I played it, like, nonstop. It was one of my favorite games. Was was it the arcade version that you were playing, Money, or the... I believe I had the console version back in the day. I think I've gone back and played the arcade version. I, I believe it came out on one of those collections. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But but I the original one that I fell in love with was the console one. For mm-hmm. I, I believe it was the Master System. Yeah. Yes, that's the one I played too. It was excellent. One, probably one of the best games for the system. I didn't yeah. have a Master System, but a friend of mine did. And I played it maybe very briefly there. But I, you're right about... Um, you're right about the sprites and stuff. Like it was, I, it was really good for. And yeah. I'm, I was a Nintendo guy, so I had never had really spent much time with a Master System. But that that yeah. shit was impressive. Yeah, a very charming title. Yeah. Uh, no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I mean, that's there, which is great. Uh, the next one is Altered Beast. Again, oh. it's you know the arcade version. Love that game. Uh, but the big one, the big one that sold me, and really makes my mind uh giddy with uh the possibilities is the original arcade version of virtual fighter wow yeah i mean because this is this is really big and i think this is probably the first time that Mm -hmm. you will be able to play the actual arcade perfect version of this i mean you know i I had it for my sega saturn Mm -hmm. uh which wasn't a good port (laughs) but you know it was all i had and there was a 32X port, which, while it played okay, it looked like total ass. Yeah, and, I mean, those are the only versions we had. Yeah. So to get the actual arcade version of Virtual Fighter, for me, is a big deal. And for me, would be, you know, uh, what would totally sell this system for me. So, I mean, these are the first 10 games. But, you know, what you what you kind of have to realize is like, oh, yeah, whatever, big deal. Screw you, Bob. I hate you, Bob. You suck, Bob. Well, what is this segment, Bob? Can I fast forward, Bob? The answer to all those questions is yes. But, the you know, when you look at this list um, and what makes it really cool is that these they're they're coming from different uh, different arcade machines from Sega's history. So some was their, you know, 16 bit board, some were their 32 bit uh, ones and others were their model one like Virtual Fighter, which was their 3D, you know, rending uh, machine. So the fact that you have all these different ones here in this initial list opens up all kinds of possibilities for the, what the remaining 26 could be. Yeah. So, you know, you could have like uh, even Virtual Fighter 2 and, and even um, Outrunners, which is a really awesome, you know, scaling uh, game, things like Afterburner. I mean, it's really endless right. when you think yeah. about all, you know, because look, you can say whatever you want and you can make fair arguments, you know, uh, Sega's consoles, other than the Genesis were, you know, were always sec- playing second fiddle, you know, yeah. but what you cannot deny is that they were dominant and, com- and very innovative in the arcades, yeah. you know, even to even have an arcade presence to this day, Sure, you know, it really says a lot. So this, you know, to have, you know, this nice selection of our arcade games, and this is the only 10 really just um, gets me excited. And, and that's why I'm making a big deal out of it. Cause you know, it's all up in your geek and we like to geek out about stuff. And I was totally geeking out 
about this because, you know, really what's what's possible for the, the remaining 26 games is uh, very, very exciting for me. And this, I mean, really, I don't know. I don't understand, Sega, why you would have like this big announcement and you announce like, a, you know, uh, the, the dumbest thing ever, a, a Game Gear Mini with four games on it. When you have <laughs> this, which is which is the ultimate, you know, love letter to to your company and to celebrating 60 years of awesome video game. Right. And you're like, no, 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 we'll just put that one on the back burner. Let's go with the Game Gear Mini um, is, is baffling. But I, but I'm very happy that they are redeeming themselves with this. Um, so. The only thing is, it it is going to retail for a little, uh, is a little bit pricey. It's uh, they're saying about a hundred and twenty dollars, right? Um, and yeah, right now mean, it's, that, but, but forty for thirty six games, you're paying three dollars and twenty five cents a game. Exactly, and that's how I look at it. I mean, to me, I think this is awesome, and to have all these, you know, uh, really never released, never played, uh, some of the best of the best. From Sega's arcade history, for mm-hmm. me, yeah, is like, look, I'll, I'm freaking sold. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's it's asking really that much. No, it's um, not. But other people, other people may may feel different. Um, so well, right I'm- now, though, it's it, they've only said it's coming out in Japan uh, December of this year. They are taking pre-orders on Amazon Japan, but um, I don't know. I, I'm hoping. My hope is that that you know they will have a, a north american release and you know i'll be able to pick one up because I, I don't really uh, I'd like to not have to import it you know if yeah, i have yeah, to yeah. and i don't really want to pay scalper prices but but i am really excited for it and uh, i you know this dropped yesterday um because there was kind of a leak and that's why they had to announce it a little bit early but when i saw this i was like oh man this yeah. is really really cool so i was happy to to put our listeners to sleep and, and go over this um, amazing announcement. No, Bob, I think this is really cool. And you know what? Agreed. If they're going to do a North American release, I will absolutely buy one of these for my house, for my kids, because these are games that they should experience in their arcade versions, in their original states. But, I mean, that's not going to happen at an arcade these days. That I mean, that's true. I mean, that's very true. And that's the other nice thing about this this list, too, is, is that pretty much... I mean, I think everything but like Fantasy Zone is a multiplayer, right. is, you know, at least two player game. So, I mean, I think that's awesome. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I think that to to get original arcade versions of games that we remember playing from, you know, early 80s to mid 90s, I think that's that's fucking great. You know, like a lot of kids only get into these games that are happening now, like, you know, my son is into Fortnite, my daughter's into Fortnite, uh, they're playing these mobile games on their phones and computer, um, you know, like Roblox and, and all this other stuff. And they're fun, and they enjoy it, and I'm happy that they do, but to experience the t- level of games that we experience, not just from the list that you said, but just in general, fucking uh donkey kong and donkey kong jr and fucking beer tapper and fucking pinball even though that's not arcade it's still pinball machines right those experiences are lost and they've they'll almost never get that yeah no i won't let my kids play fortnite and shit like that get that fucking garbage out of my house you want to play a video (laughs) game you play a real fucking video game and this would qualify yeah i agree with that i agree with that because i'm not a huge virtual fighter fan but that first one in the arcade was 
really fucking good. Yeah, I mean, and you have to. I mean, I think it's hard talking to the youngins to really, you know, appreciate, you know, what that yeah. was at the time. And I mean, look, you know, I mean, Street Fighter Two really kind of set up the whole fighting game genre, and it and it was awesome, you know. Definitely. But you know, it was you know two D, and you know, it had like um, you know fireballs and hadoukens and everything, and it, and it's amazing. It's one of the best games of all time. I'm not gonna ever say otherwise. I love it. But, you know, when, you know, when the 3D kind of was starting and the 3D-based um, games were beginning, you know, Sega was kind of right there at the very beginning. And yep. um, this, was, this was the first 3D fighting game. And at the time, I mean, it really stuck out because you're like, holy shit, what is this? And what makes the Virtual Fighter kind of special, too, was that instead of going the, you know, the fantasy, you know, throwing fireball route, it went the completely opposite direction where you know people were the the, the characters in that were doing you know realistic fighting moves and there was no special moves uh fireballs or anything like that they were doing like you know very realistic moves movements and right and techniques and fighting styles so it, it really stuck out and fun fact i can't one of the guys pop. who worked on that original virtual fighter went off joined namco and created tekken so i mean virtual mm -hmm. fighter gave birth to tekken so yeah. You know, but kids you know, don't even give a shit about stuff like that. They just no. care about having fun, and that's what it should be all about. A golden axe, a fantasy zone. I mean, my kids are going to play that, and they're going to be blown away by it because it's just going to be a fucking blast. Right. They don't care about the technical prowess of these games. They don't give a shit. It's either fun or it's get the shit out of here. <laughs> exactly. No, good point. I, mean, I, I just bring it up because, you know, it, this is – I think this is a very good celebration of, of their history and, and what they've done over the years. And, and, you know, virtual fighter is a good choice uh, for many reasons. It, it is a fun game. It's fun to play, uh, but it's also like historically relevant. Was my point. Yeah, I agree. Very cool, Bob. No. Yeah. That's, that is pretty cool. Um, I, I would consider picking one of those up too. That's, that's pretty awesome. All right. Well, this level of all up in your geek is brought to you by the High Heels Gamer, the Oprah of the Nerd World. You can catch her on her website at thehighheelsgamer.com or live every Wednesday at 6 p.m. for the breakdown on Facebook. Boom. And did I hear one of you guys ask me what the breakdown was? What well, the fuck is the breakdown? <laughs> let me tell you all about it. It's a broad look at all things comics, heroes, and villain-related news. Um, High Heels Gamer host this show and she interviews actors, writers, and artists of your favorite comic book paraphernalia. And coming soon, the sequel to The Breakdown is Issues With, where the High Heel Gamer will host with Jeff Messer. And it's a in-depth look at more established artists, actors, and writers of your favorite comic book series. Double boom. Boom. Triple boom. Boom. Tough acting, tin acting. <laughs> <laughs> Ace of the place. <laughs> and also you can catch me, High Heel Gamer, and our good friend Splick Log on the uh Just Fans Wrestling Podcast every Monday. Just starting off, got two episodes coming. Uh we still gotta put the Undertaker's episode up, and we've got one coming for this for the past two week coverage of wrestling, which was not great, but we covered it very well. What? I find that very hard to believe, Lou, well, that you were watching professional wrestling and it was disappointing. <laughs> I, I just refuse well, to believe it. Let me be clear that it was the that it was professional wrestling that was not good, but the show was excellent. 
<laughs> I, I think it's very cool. Anyway, thank you very yes, much. Yes, I, I agree. I agree. All right, gentlemen, it's time. It's time. It's name that game time. 1997 shooter developed and published by Psygnosis for the Sony PlayStation and Microsoft Windows. Okay. This game was inspired by Blade Runner and took place in the year 2097 on the colonized planet of Callisto. Hmm. The game made use of cutting-edge technology such as force feedback joysticks and controllers, 3D sound and direct 3D hardware acceleration, and would later spawn a sequel released in 1999. Gentlemen, name that game. Hmm. 1997 shooter. Not, he didn't say first person shooter. So, and on Sony PlayStation? Thank you for the pew pews. <laughs> you know, the first game that came to my mind, unfortunately, only half of it is coming to my mind. It's either Syndicate something or something Syndicate. Um, and it, it was something similar to that style of game, and I, I can't remember the other half of that shit. <laughs> Syndicate X? No. What are you thinking, Bob? Yeah, um, um, I'm getting hung up. I should know this, actually, and I'm kind of pissed off because this is something I should know. Um, I'm just getting I'm hung up on, like... It's a little obscure, at least for my library, but... Maybe you guys had different yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm getting hung up on like, you know, um, what kind of like shooter it is. Um, like, you know, yeah. space shooter for first person shooter. Mm -hmm. um, and then it had a sequel. Hmm. Well, if it was a space shooter, I would have liked to have thought he would have said space shooter. Um, yeah, that's you, true. But you can never tell with this fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and then Blade Runner. Um, oh, shit. Hmm. I mean, I, I see. I know fucking Snatcher was mm -hmm. pretty much Blade Runner, but yeah. A, that wasn't a shooter, and B, it wasn't on the Sony PlayStation. Um, right. So that's out. I mean, I'm, when I'm thinking shooter, when I hear shooter that doesn't have first person in front of it, I always think something like a Contra. And the only thing mm -hmm. that I can think of that's Contra-like is Metal Slug. But I don't know if Metal if any of the Metal Slug games are on the PS1. I, I could be wrong, but I think this was like a shooter shooter. Let me see if I can get for. I'm looking for further clarification. Okay. All right. Well, I'll tell you this. You had a crosshair on your screen. Okay. Huh. So if it's a cross. I never played this game, so I would like to give you guys more. But I don't know how much more I can give you. Without giving it away? Well, if it had a crosshair on the screen, then that means that it was a first-person view. Mm, Not necessarily. It, it keeps just saying shooter game. 
shooter game or shooter video game no then it can't be because even back then they referred to first person shooters as first person. yeah as first person shooters so it what could, it, could just be... it looks like you're in some sort of a vehicle hmm. maybe a helicopter hmm. but i don't see any of that in the the synopsis pilots and aircraft there you go pilots oh, and okay. aircraft described by some critics as jet helicopters hmm. yeah i could see it looks kind of helicoptery when you look at the screen hmm. that had a sequel also a sequel yeah. in 1999 i don't know that it's not it's not it's ringing not... any bells um all right i'll just when did when did the when did it come out 97 you said the sequel or the the original the original the original was 97 the sequel was 99 okay. all right all right i'm um, wait wait okay. in 2007 it was made available for download on the playstation network but only in europe oh that helps <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna say I don't know. You, do you got anything, Lou? Or otherwise, I'm just going to throw something out there. No, I, I don't. All right. I'm going to say Descent. That is incorrect. Okay. Good guess. The correct answer, and, and you know what? I'm, I'm going to put this one partially on myself as not describing it well enough. The correct answer was G-Police. Ah, uh, <laughs> G police. G police. Fuck. Uh, yeah. You, you, I, you know what? I, I knew all that game, but I don't think I ever played that game. I don't so. think anyone played it. Well, there wow, was a G. Wait a it. minute. There was a G police too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not. news. There was G police weapons of justice. <laughs> oh, I got a weapon of justice for you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so funny. I'm going to take the L here, even though you guys. No, it's fine. No, we didn't get it. I mean, it, I mean, you. I think you would give it. Like, if I was a little bit more familiar with that game, I think I would have got it. So, yeah, but to be it's honest, all right. I'll take the loss. I'll take the loss. Honest, I, you know, looking this game up kind of came out of the blue, and in doing the research, there's honestly not much on it in in a way of information. You know, the gameplay section is very short. Mm -hmm. The original, you know, just the. The meat of it is three sentences. I mean, there's not much. You know, they yeah. talk a lot about the, the reception of the game. Right. That's not helpful, you know? <laughs> yeah, Joey Bag of Donuts said it was the greatest, <laughs> greatest thing since I took a dump. Well, <laughs> it actually did pretty well. No, not all the way around. All right, GameStop gave it a six. IGM gave it an eight. Next Gen gave it a four out of five. Oh, it's decent. <laughs> you know, you know. EGM gave it an 8.4. All right, did pretty well. Yeah, I mean, it had a sequel. It couldn't, you know, how bad could it have been to get a sequel? And I always liked EGM. I thought they were pretty fair. Yeah. You know, I just like to have more information available when I do this, and I guess I felt like I kind of half-assed it, so. Well, yeah, thanks for doing the research. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you would have full-assed it, we probably still would not have gotten it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I would have. I don't, I don't think I would have gotten that game. Fair is fair. I will do a better job. And you know what? I'll, I'll give you guys a softie next time. No, don't Thanks. do us any favors. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, man. Well, that's going to bring us to the end of this level of All Up In Your Geek. Thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed. You can keep your emails coming at allupinyourgeek at gmail.com. Follow us on all forms of social media at All Up In Your Geek. And until next week, guys, geek up. Get your ass to Mars.